Yeah, and th- those are all the ones the gatekeepers will be like, uh, I roll. Ugh. Why? If you're Why? not, oh my gosh, if you haven't watched uh, Kill La Kill in the original before they put it out on Netflix, I don't want to talk to you. You gotta, you gotta be in the know. You gotta know what's going on right now. You gotta be watching Common Rider, uh, not Guy. Oh, that was like three seasons ago. But anyway. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am very proud to be Ricky this week. I'm Sean. Hey! Well, what do we got? We got, quote unquote, an Avengers trailer. Come on, guys. Come on, 30, guys. 31 it seconds? Was nothing. It wasn't nothing. That's a, uh, uh no, not a big uh, deal. A, a Captain America one-liner? Yeah, and he looks funky. I don't know what they did. I don't, I don't like it. Um, uh, Give me the there full, wasn't nothing give me there. The full trailer. That's what I'm worried about. Come on. The, the trailer was about as boring as the game. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, let's talk about something I am excited to hear. Guardians of the Galaxy had some news this week. Uh, Chris Pratt was talking and revealed that they are using the gun script for Guardians of the Galaxy number three. That is very good. That is that's, very, very that, good. That, that's a smart thing. Are there rumors to who's picking up the director torch? Uh, that I don't want to speculate on. Uh, I still stick with the best of all possible things would be they hire uh, uh, the brother to direct and there's a shadow director behind the scenes that splits Sean, the money. Sean Gunn. They hire Sean Gunn, yeah. And he calls yeah. he calls a, a relative of his for some advice and may or may not be on set from time to time. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> that would be either him or Taika. Well, it's not going to be Taika. He's already said that he he's off... He's already got another project that's going to conflict with it anyway. So, all right. Yeah, as uh, as long as they're using that gun script and they get somebody like a uh, Peyton Reed was the right choice for taking over for uh, Edgar Wright on Ant Man. They're not going to drop the ball on this, I don't think. I mean, other than you know the Disney Bigs wigs, you know, dropping the ball way up the ladder. But other than that, I, I think they'll get it taken care of. Yes, I do want James Gunn back. Absolutely. But that ship has probably sailed, and we have to suck it up. So, yeah, yeah. Using the script, everybody coming back. It's it's fine. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So take what's, what you can get? Um, where do, where do you want the movie to go? Where do you want it? What do you want it to do? What do you? Want well, I mean, to- I I would really like to see where this Adam Warlock thing is going. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love I mean, to see them. I mean, you them... can't just like drop something like that, and now it's been suspended in time for, you know, three or four years going on. By the time we see three, I, I will definitely be ready to see Adam Warlock. Well, see, well, the exciting thing about Guardians of the Galaxy three is that it's it's full on cosmic Marvel, and once it gets up and going, uh, the Fox the Fox Disney deal will be done, dude. Yeah. And um, they may so, run so into some... So you're hoping to expand even farther oh, than Adam Warlock. I'm hoping they run all over Galactus and the Heralds and Silver Surfer and get some uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill up in here, some Nova. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I would love some Nova. That would be awesome. Do you think they'll be our only cosmic team? Or, or are we going to have more out there? 
well, remember, the original Guardians came together at the end of 2 uh, with Sylvester right. Stallone, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, as fun as it would be to see a storyline with the originals, uh, you you would really have to work that around right. Oh uh, no! There's... I think I think it was just a fan wave. Um, I don't yeah, think they'll do I agree. anything with them. I but... agree with that there. But uh, more exciting news: uh, Bob Iger with Disney came out and just said, "I don't see any reason why we can't have a rated R Deadpool in the future." <laughs> he just went out and said it. Why would we not do that? It made money. What 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 is the deal? Well, do you think I, I had read several speculation websites that uh, PG thirteen Deadpool? You know, while while its earnings did go for cancer research for every ticket that was sold and all that, I I still believe I I agree with this speculation that that this was a test to to see how the fans would react to a straight up PG thirteen, and you know it was the second release of a movie that was already six months old, so. It didn't do great, but I still think there was some water testing there. I don't. I don't think that's true because that that is a horribly bad way to do it. If that's what you're going to do, because everybody who wanted to see that movie went and saw the movie when it's rated R. You're going to throw it back out there and go, "Hey, we did something. Come back and see it again," and, and base your and base your test off of that. Um, hmm, I don't know. I mean, okay, if, okay. If, if they go and take, like, take another character who, who's, you know, take take a Deadpool-level character who's saucy, who, you know, do a do another small Blade movie for $80 million, make it PG, but, but skirts the line, and see how that does. There's your test. If that works for you, okay. But I don't do think you, you think... can do it with a movie that everybody's already seen. With right. a, with a new with a uh, extra bang and whistle to it, so so let's say Deadpool three comes out. It's rated R. It does great. Do you think good old Wade Wilson will ever make an appearance in the MCU and just be toned back slightly? No, I don't think he'll be toned. I think he'll make an appearance in the MCU, not be toned back at all. They'll just beep him, and he'll get constant references to what that beep is. This beeping. <laughs> They need to make a reference back to language, please. No, they'll 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 tone him down a little. I mean, he won't be as sweary and as bloody. Um, but I mean, they're not they're gonna they're gonna make fun of it if they do it. I mean, they'll absolutely reference it because he's Deadpool. Yep. I mean, that's how what they do. It will be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it would be just incredible to see. I I hope they do it just once so I can see RDJ. As you know, Tony Stark interact with Deadpool. It would just, it, it would be incredible. I would love it. Oh, you put this, your favorite movies in here. Yeah, there's another trailer. Oh my gosh, dead kids For, and pets. Really, Pet Cemetery. It, this all this criticism coming from a person that's never seen the movie. So, I got, I've got issues. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you've never seen the movie. You couldn't fast forward like 10 seconds of the movie that that bothered you and then watch the whole rest of it to make a honest decision as to whether you think it's a good movie or not. I'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the unopened John Wick on his desk. 
because he hadn't seen that. I told you that in confidence, sir. Well, that's what you get for making fun of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, I, I thought this new trailer, it was great. We get to see a little bit of a twist. We see that it appears to be the daughter that, uh, you know, is the is the main focus of Return. Uh, oh, I, I but we, we got an appearance of an Achilles tendon again, so that's yep, great. Yep, John, and, and I love it. John Lithgow, man. Once again, I must hype on John Lithgow. I think he's going to nail this role as Judd, and I, I'm excited for this movie. Michelle's like, we're going to make sure we have a babysitter and we're going to see that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going. It, it, I cannot wait. And then not only do we get Pet Cemetery. But we get led into a very well done child's play trailer, oh which is another one that I loved. I was huge into child's play. I loved that series. I cannot I believe know you were yeah, hyped for this trailer. This trailer was nothing. It showed nothing. Exactly. That's what made it so good. Ugh. It did not feed me the entire storyline uh, just like pet cemetery pet cemetery didn't have to show me that there was going to be an achilles tendon scene in this movie as well it didn't need to do that i would have been just fine with watching the movie live and seeing something happen and go oh no this is it they did it they re-react you know enacted the the Achilles tendon scene, then I would have been surprised by it. You didn't have to show me that in the trailer. And that's what I like about this child's play trailer. It gives you your storyline. You, We all know what Chucky looks like, but we didn't see Chucky. And I thought that was good. I don't want to be spoon-fed the whole story in 2 minutes and 30 seconds the way so many trailers occur today. And, and I thought this one looked good. I'm I'm excited to see uh, this get rebooted uh, because I, I did enjoy Child's Play as a child. And you know, it it the first one straight up tried to be horror. Realized that okay, maybe we don't have the technology or the ability to do this story, you know, as scary as we want. So then it knew it was silly. And two and three and. The farther down the line you go, you know, the crazier and the sillier it gets. But I still loved Chucky. I thought he was a fun bad guy from the 80s and 90s. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Meh. Yeah. This guy goes meh. Yeah. All right. He goes meh. I wanted a little no. more out of the trailer. I wanted a little more. I wanted to see him. I mean, that's like, oh, he's in silhouette. You're doing this. Fine. Whatever. I'm not interested. What? You like being spoon-fed the whole thing? How is seeing... Because lack of seeing is more intriguing. You ever watch the Hitchcock film? Like, sometimes not seeing is yeah, a little hold, more scary. Hold on. No, that's BS. You are not going to compare Child's Play to Hitchcock. I'm not, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying that the, the, the you, comparisons... You, oh, yes, yes. It's either you're uh, you, my opinion or you suck. No, I got it. Saying, oh my god, I got this it. Guy. This guy. This is the this is the world we live in now, Dadgummit. No, I'm just saying the the <laughs> idea of not seeing something leads to intrigue and and makes me want to see it more than than if they just gave me the whole thing. If I would have saw what he looks like, saw his face, I would want to see it more. I'm sorry, I disagree. Well, I'm sure there'll be a trailer too that does that. Okay. 
You know there will be. Okay. There'll be there'll be there'll be the seven minute red box exclusive ultra UK. I like how you're still saying I want to be spoon fed whenever that's not what I've said. I wanted to see what the damn doll looked like. Jeez. Alright, this guy. I am sad about this next bit of news. I am sad. A Legion ends or there there's a Targaryen in Legion? Le- Legion ends. <laughs> We're getting a third season. You're sad about hearing we're getting a third season. No, that it, that it, but that's it though. That that'll be the finale. It'll, it'll be it'll be over. It'll, that's more than it, I ever thought we would get. But uh, Professor Xavier will be in Legion, and he's going to mm-hmm. be played by the worst Targaryen. <laughs> yes, this is true. Ah, uh, Harry Lloyd is in talks, or, or I'm sorry, is is. Playing the role of Professor Xavier, a young Professor Xavier, will he have hair? Will he? I, will won't he? I don't know. I mean, he's old Dog enough got to be off of that gold crown. <laughs> he's old enough to be David Haler's dad, so I don't know what's going on. I'm sure he'll be bald and in a wheelchair, so that's kind of awesome. And if you don't know who he is, he played Viserys Targaryen on Game of Thrones. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm excited for it. I, when I seen it was going to be Professor X, I was like, uh, okay. So so my my whole intrigue now to that is, are they going to meet face-to-face? Or are we going to get to see a flashback to where, you know, he met his mother? You know, there's so many different ways that I can tell you, oh, Professor X is going to be in this series. And yet it won't be exactly how we believe If you know as well as I do, if Legion is going to do anything, it's going to be crazy and totally catch you off guard the way they attack it. And hopefully there'll be a wonderful dance number with Charles Xavier. Dude, you know, you know, would you be surprised if he like wheelchaired out and then all of a sudden music stopped and he spun the chair around and got up and like had a cane and all this? You you know it sounds ridiculous and stupid, but if you watch Legion, you're like, I can see I, it. <laughs> I I know it's a possibility. I do know it's a possibility that 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 could happen. And when it's over, you're gonna be like, I get it. That's amazing. Good job. Well, let's talk about possibilities that could happen. Oh my gosh, we got a preview of Toy Fair. Hasbro had some releases and just went, here you go. <laughs> Not Toy Fair ain't even in full swing, but they uh, showed off the new uh, Commander class Transformer Jetfire, and this is the toy that we've never gotten, the G1 cartoon Jetfire, the big freaking white and red jet that's not, that's not the Macross. If you don't know about Jetfire, um, I think we've talked about this before, Transformers toy in the 80s, was actually a Robotech toy that they they licensed and bought. Never could use him on the show. Completely different design in the show. Um, and called him so Sky... So now, now you got him. And called him Skyfire. Well, he is now a real thing, and Hasbro has brought him out, and this will be amazing. Um, but my personal favorite, Omega Supreme, was announced... Uh, last year sometime they showed off a the tank but now now they've showed off the entire toy and it is beautifulous and it will be so, mine so are you going to own both of these um depending on how budgets go let's say yes 
But yeah, yes, Omega Supreme the, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. Really, you you'd if you had to choose one, you choose Omega, Omega Supreme. Supreme. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is this is the one that got away when I was a kid. Um, I recently asked mom about this, and she she no no no, I didn't lie. They were actually sold out. So, uh, but this is this is one I've always uh, wanted. I I actually have uh, when they did a reissue in Japan. They did um, Omega Supreme, and they did a blue version uh, called uh, uh, Defense Sentinel Gate Up or something like that. But anyway, it was it was a a version of the Guardian robots that were on the cartoon. Not going to go into the history, but anyway, Omega Supreme was one of them. Uh, but he was special because he had personality. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But I I own both of those. Um, they're packed up i went through those yesterday and i will own this that's awesome and that is awesome um da, da, da. Oh, ooh, ha, ooh. Uh, <laughs> did you read this next item because i i kind I of honestly I, I i literally threw up in my mouth a little when i saw this uh so michael bay was going to give transformers another shot right and we were going to get world war Two transformers like why i because i don't know he had a dream about it i don't know like why does michael bay do the things michael bay does but we've got uh world war ii jets like megatron is like a huge jet no No. and like the ottawa has bought it to buy planes and uh, yeah no 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 I'm seeing this stuff, and I'm just no, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Whoever did the art is is a good artist. I mean, I yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. that. I just don't appreciate Michael Bay and any of this. No, good night. No. Yeah. Why, dear God, why? Um, I'm glad Bumblebee did as as well as it's doing. I'm glad we're getting toys. We're actually getting toys of the G1 Transformers in. The movie they've already shown and displayed the Optimus Prime from that movie, the very G one heavy Optimus Prime from the Bumblebee movie. There's right. uh, there are predictions that later in late this year we'll we'll get more of the Autobots that were or and Decepticons possibly that were in the movie as G one characters. So that's gonna be awesome. Uh, very awesome. Um, so Sean, you have opinions on World War Z. Yeah, when I seen this, I was like, hmm. I love the way you put World War Z 2 stays dead, as it should. (laughs) Because if anybody has read the book, then you know that what we got on the screen for World War Z was an abomination. It was heresy at its finest. It was terrible absolutely atrociously terrible i kind of liked that movie <laughs> not if you had ever read the book well no I, under- I understand seriously the book it the book should be made into an hbo or a showtime miniseries it should be done like band of brothers style with old soldiers standing with a black screen behind them telling the story and then it goes into the episode and we can learn all these different stories that 
World War Z gave us that were amazing. That's... As opposed to the sack of garbage we got in that movie. It, it, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's terrible, dude. The dumpster fire we got that, ah. It's just, it's just so different. Like, I, I know I'm normally, well, you know, this should follow the comic book. And I, I am that guy. But at the same time, the, you know. I've never said, well, this particular character has totally been done wrong. This is, like, not even on the same page. Nobody read the book. Nobody, I think they looked at the cover and was like, huh, World War Z, a zombie apocalypse. Okay, so it's a zombie apocalypse movie. That's about as far as they got. So, let me ask this. Uh, World War Z happens after... After the the war with the zombies, correct? The book, yes. The, the book is, is inter- interviewing the, the survivors and everything. This is correct. Yeah. So in the book, how did everybody survive? Um. Well. Well. In in World War Z, the the zombies like when say they're falling a ship out into the water, they'll just go and sink to the bottom. You know, and then they start to rot and decay, and they eventually become so rotted and decayed that they're useless. Um, if if you're up in Canada and they winter freeze. comes, yeah, they freeze. They they freeze and they die, and that's it. Like there there are ways beyond uh, bullets and gunfire and all these things that can kill these zombies. The 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 apocalypse that it presents is is not not a permanent one. It's not a uh, you know Walking Dead type where you're just gonna. It's an endless drone of zombies that you can go places where they can't go because we can wear coats. Um, and, and I thought that was a, a good take on the zombies that was in that. The fact that you know um, you could drown a bunch of zombies or kill them in certain ways that that weren't the way we had normally seen it you know it wasn't just a bullet in the head that was all that was functional so i i enjoyed well, it I, I thought it was way better now i kind of want to read that book because that was one of my ideas for the walking dead which like why don't they just go to canada the zombies can't generate their own body heat they'll just freeze <laughs> dude it, it's i'm telling you it's an incredible book and the stories that are told in it are they they just have such a real feel to them, like the the way uh, Max Brooks wrote it, you know, if if somebody's like, I, I don't know, he he really addresses each story totally different, and it, it's seriously like you're sitting there, uh, you know, watching sixty minutes with this person telling their story, and and it, it's very, it pulls you in, and you get attached to these characters. Something World War Z the movie was just totally missed. I'm glad there's not going to be a second one. I hope there's always budget issues, and I I hope it does not see the light of day unless somebody actually reads the book and then makes it into a decent series. It needs to be a series. I would love that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, He's let me drone on enough. Um, So did you ever watch an old Richard Pryor documentary I think it was called Jojo Dancer. Your life is calling. That may be a movie, but uh, not. How how did Richard Pryor land on you? Where uh, where is what, he in your in your history of comedy? When, when 
when I think of uh, Richard Pryor, first thing I think of, you say the name, you know. Um, obviously, I want to say Superman 3. Which, which I know is everybody's probably, oh, don't do that. But but really, I mean, for me, my age, when you say Richard Pryor, I think of Superman 3. I think of Brewster's Millions and The Toy. Those are those are probably my top three Richard Pryor stuff. And then I get older and, you know, I, I discover Richard Pryor comedy, which you realize is like, wow, uh, he's not this uh happy funny he he's pretty vulgar he's kind of you know no richard pryor richard pryor was on the i mean he was the george carlin uh you know yeah. of, of he was the other pushing side the edge. yeah absolutely yeah. and his is a his is a sad crazy story of of you know comedy and and tragedy and you know everything that he pushed through in his comedy was just raw nerve uh, uh, just whoa! I mean, yeah, he was yeah. he was doing things. If you if you ever, and the reason I say this because there's a new Richard Pryor documentary coming up. Um, I'm kind of excited for this because the story, his story, is you know very powerful and very uh, interesting on on how somebody lived life and, and the way somebody deals with the circumstances they're they're born into and. Um, Richard Pryor was just man on fire, uh, pun intended. I mean, he was, he yeah. lived his life like a, like a firecracker and he was funny. He was awesome. I mean, growing up, my experience with comedy, uh, growing up young, uh, a young exposure was Saturday Night Live, um, you know, <laughs> Richard, Richard Pryor, uh, Red Fox, uh, Bill Cosby, <laughs> don't throw anything, um, how about, yeah. how about Richard Pryor doing the interview with Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live? You know, one of the things I, I was going to, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but since you said something about it, <laughs> um, I recently saw, um, it was on Comedy Central or something like that, a channel that replays Saturday Night Live episodes. Right. And I, I just happened to be like cleaning or doing something. I just had the TV on. And it caught my eye. They were like, this presentation of Saturday Night Live, it's in its original format. Uh, we are, It is unedited, and you know, regardless of how political ideas have changed, it's presented in its original format. I was like, right. what? What is, what are they about the show? And I saw Richard Pryor walk out on stage. I'm like, oh, oh, this is the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I just sat down and watched the whole thing. And yes, that part is on there. And it, it, not to skirt around the issue, but they throw a certain word around for com comedic purposes, and it's Richard Pryor. And uh, it, whew, I mean, I remember seeing that episode as, as very young, and you know, that's one of those things. That's a learning experience. And um, gosh, dang it, dude! So much good stuff came from Richard Pryor, like uh, Harlem Nights and, and and Eddie Murphy and. You know, oh, yeah. um, I, I just am really excited to see a new documentary uh, on somebody as interesting as Richard Pryor. That's awesome. When it comes out, let me know, and I definitely want to take a night and sit down and watch that. So what have you got? 
Absolutely nothing. I the 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 only thing local hall wise that I was gonna have, uh, I missed out on both of them because, dude. After I talked to you, more comics showed up, but because this was Michelle's weekend to work, I couldn't leave Jacks anywhere. I couldn't go pick them up because I wasn't gonna take my son to pick up something that I'm purchasing off Facebook Marketplace. So I missed out on another set of Spider-Man comics, like straight up. These are Spider-Man comics here. And, and so I've missed out on two sets. I, I will be like you one of these days and take advantage of uh, people trying to get rid of stuff that oh, I really wished I could have got. Well, let me clarify. I don't take advantage of people. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, you take it. Uh, you know what I meant. Oh, well, I know what you meant, but the listeners be like, Take it, Ricky takes advantage. He just tells Sean yeah, he takes advantage it's, of people. It's what he does, really. Jeez, oh, Christ. There, now that it's out, no. Ah, all right. Ah, well, <laughs> let's talk about what I got this week. Um, yeah, would you would you take advantage of this weekend? <laughs> yeah, well, I got feel like I got taken advantage of. I, I picked up an art portfolio um, that is from IDW. It's mm-hmm. a very large. Let's say. 11 by 24, like uh, like full comic art size, uh, set of 10 prints from IDW, but it's uh, Transformers. It's G1 okay. Transformers art, like the uh, Transformers Legacy art book I've, I've spoke about before. It's so it 10 cool. print size uh, um, pr- prints of Transformers yeah. art. And, and don't get me wrong, some of it's cool. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, I heard that it was going to be the the mural box art for the if you ever seen old Transformers box art there's the front of the box and there's the back of the box on the back of the box there were these beautiful murals an artist had painted for for each year and that's what I thought this was and it wasn't it, it turns out that like eight of them are just uh, the character art which is fine I love that too but they once again the Optimus Prime art they used is the Japanese art, not the American art, which is very strange. I think somebody has something mixed up 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 high. But uh, they're done very well. There's there's quite a few character arts. They put multiple people on the same page, which also bothers me. Um, then, so was this eBay or no Facebook? no this is from IDW purchased from IDW. This was ordered oh. and, and sent. Um, and the, they have two of the mural box arts, but one of them is the 1984, the Big Optimus Prime, versus like Starscream and the Decepticons, but it's only half of the art. They cut it okay. in half. You only have Optimus Prime, which is very weird and very upsetting to me. Um, so so was the, the description misleading? Well, there was no, there wasn't any pictures. There wasn't a good description. Like the description was kind of misleading. Yes, I mean, I heard about it, and don't get me wrong, I bought it, and, and as I put in my review, I bought it sight unseen, just on hearing about it. Right. So, so there is a little bit of my disappointment in there, but I don't understand why you why you cut that in half and not have the, the other half isn't in here. Oh, so you don't even have the other half. That's correct, yes. And then I the, would be majorly disappointed. The other mural box art they put on there is from like nineteen ninety, the Action Masters, which is a nice piece of artwork, but it's not it's not my 
you know, what I was looking for. So that's right. also disappointing. Um, wow. But I'm, I'm happy to have it. Of course, I would have bought it. I, I would have bought, uh, if it was $20, no problem. I wouldn't have a single thing to say. I would love it. Yeah. Um, I got some uh, uh, comic supplies. I got some boards and bags. But I also got some comics this week. Now, this, mm-hmm. this is one I've been talking about for a very long time. The gentleman finally... Finally decided to pull the trigger on something, and I ended up with, uh, let's start on the low end here, um, Strange Tales uh, 115, which right. is, uh, of course, Strange Tales was the comic with uh, uh, Tales from the Human Torch and Doctor Strange split in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has Spider-Man, Steve Ditko in here, and oh. 115 is also the fourth appearance of Doctor Strange, but is his first origin story. Oh, that's awesome. I love that cover, too. Isn't that the uh, Human Torch is on the front? Yes. Yes, love it. Spider-Man, As, Spider-Man yes. pop, pops his head in with a thought balloon. Yeah, yeah, and it's versus the Sandman. Sandman. And, and then right. another one is uh, uh, Strange Tales 121, and it's just the same thing, split issue with Human Torch and Doctor Strange, and there's not really anything significant to it. It's just great great to have a 12 cent comic that's looks this nice and has those characters and uh i love it now i did also get a couple of x-men comics now if right if you if you will not not yell at me and shut the podcast off um i did pick up uh x-men number four which (laughs) which is the first appearance of the brotherhood of evil mutants is the first appearance of quicksilver and the scarlet witch first appearance of uh, mastermind and toad and um he threw in his x-men number five for for helping him so <coughs> and it's a better so you got four and five i got four and five four and five that's awesome which i already had five but mine was a very bad copy and this one is a better than what i already had so i'm, I'm happy to have that but yeah i've got x-men number four Second appearance of Magneto. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that that is awesome, dude. Congratulations. Love it. Now let's see. Uh, What have you been watching? Uh, well, um, this is a bit unusual. This isn't superhero. This isn't. This is a straight up drama. I watched A Star Is Born. All right. You got your Gaga on, huh? Uh. Kind of did. And uh, the reason I wanted to go ahead and put it on here was because it's a really, really good movie, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, the The most impressive part of this movie is the, I mean, so if you know anything about the story, right. of course, it's a... It's, it's a, this well, is a remake movie, right? Yeah, it's been. This is the fourth yeah. remake. Of Chris it. Christopherson's the one I remember. Yeah, a, a rock star superstar discovers, you know, a, you know, another star talent. Yeah, a talent. Yes. And uh, you know he's, you know, he's on a rocky road. She's up and coming, and and it's one of those things. The, but the, the sound work and the concert work in this movie. I've never seen anything like it. It is hugely impressive. I mean, they are in front of 
actual live crowds. I mean, like hundreds, you know, 20, 30, 40, 70,000 people. Yeah. And so you think they just put out an all call? No, they did it in the middle of a concert. Yeah, uh, Sarah and I both watched some background stuff about the movie. And they went to Willie Nelson concerts and just said, hey, uh, you guys, before we get started, we're filming a movie. We're going to do some parts. Is that all right with everybody? You know, and of course, everybody's, you know, whatever. Yeah, that is awesome. And um, it was really, really good. Um, The best way, I mean, if you can't take sad movies, do not watch. Like this, it's really unique because the story. I mean, I'm going to ruin it for anybody who. So just bear don't, with don't, me. Don't don't ruin it. I'm going to ruin it. Like so, uh, the the story is basically guy guy on the ed- he's not on the edge. He's already over the edge and hanging on right. the side of the cliff. Yeah, and and he finds, you know, somebody to throw him a rope, and he realizes uh, he that finds happiness. Well, he does, but he realizes that, you know, if he takes the rope, he could pull her down with him. So he just yeah. lets go. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, your your elevator pitch. But the movie is so much more than that. And it's really enjoyable. And um, I think Stephanie, whatever her name is, Lady Gaga, may be getting an Oscar. Like, cause it was really, this movie is really good. It was that impressive that I just want to mention it here. It's it really impressive. Crazy. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things that I had problems with the movie, um, was Bradley Cooper plays this part and I didn't, he never really resonated with me in the movie, but I realized that's because where he was, the character he's playing in his life is in a place that I've never been. Like I couldn't relate to his character because he is doing a really well job of selling where that character is in his life. And it's rough. It is very rough. Um, and it goes places. I mean, Sam Elliott deserves the nomination that he's getting in this movie. I love Sam Elliott. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's really good. Everybody's really good. Watch the movie. I might. It'll, it'll have to be one of those that I have to be asked to watch it. I probably won't purposely seek this one. I don't know. I might. I don't. It's movies like this that, you know, the fact that you brought it up on here makes me want to see it. But I don't I don't really seek stuff like that out. Like, Michelle and I, to, here you go. I'll throw this one on. Um, Michelle made me watch uh, Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah, everybody I know loves that movie. My friend Adam loves that movie. Says it's and, one of the best and, movies he's ever seen. And the thing is, is, you know, I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh, I mean, look up the Greatest Showman soundtrack and jam to it in my truck. But for sitting down and watching a movie once, it, it wasn't bad. It's a good movie, you know. I, I enjoyed it. The story was all right. And it's like I told Michelle, it, it didn't have – as many songs as I thought it would. So I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause that's my thing about musicals. I don't, I don't mind musicals. I don't dislike musicals. I just don't want it to be constant musicals. I want some dialogue in there. I like a little something to talk during the story and break up the monotony of just constant music. I just, uh, 
I don't two hours of straight music that I'm not picking out is is tough for me to endure, and that's just the way I am. So, you know, A Star Is Born. I I have heard a couple of the songs off there, so it doesn't sound bad. I might I might test the waters on that. No, and the songs. I mean, if you're that kind of person that that has to be into the songs in a movie, like if you listen to the songs in this movie, it tells the story of the movie. Like the songs right. she's writing uh, match the scenes where you're and, going and with where the they, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. thought that was really impressive. That's awesome. All right. Well, Rick, do you have anything you want to add this no, week? No, I'm out. I'm heading out. We're about to watch the Grammys. That's awesome. All right. Uh, on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Maynard98. Uh, you can send us an email at notsosoutherngentleman at gmail.com. Rick, where can they find you? You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Hit us up all the time. I did want to mention that, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of ours, and uh, he happened to mention something about Dragon Ball Z Super, and I was wanting to tell him that my favorite character is Vegeta. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure he understood which Vegeta, because there's Planet Vegeta. Then there's (laughs) King Vegeta. There's King Vegeta. And then there is, uh, uh, of course, Prince Vegeta. Prince Vegeta, the, my favorite character. Yes, so yes, if yes. Vegeta is he's just one of those things he didn't understand, he he had the misunderstanding right. about what Vegeta meant, and you know, you know, you know Vegeta saw his how. trunks. <laughs> uh, his wife is Bulma. Stevie, you know briefs. Their last name is Briefs, by the way. Trunks, briefs. briefs. Yes, yes. Stevie, watch Dragon Ball Z. Jesus, do it. Do it. Do it. Watch it. Do it. All right. All right. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm not Sean. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. All right. Good we'll show. have fun watching your Grammys. Your Grammys. They're not my Grammys. Yeah, they're your Grammys. Not I, Grammys. I don't watch the Grammys. Grammy. How's Grammy? I All don't right. watch any award shows. Hey, oh. don't worry. Next week, I've already thought of a story I've never told on the podcast. Oh, about the time that I got accused of having a child while I was in Iraq. Uh, I don't even think you know this no. story. <laughs> no, that's very interesting. I can't wait to tell you. Next wait week, a minute. don't Ch- let me... Child here or child over there? Child in America. Okay. <laughs> while I was in Iraq. I was like, no, no, halt. Because the first place I went to is like some woman in Iraq was accusing you of, and I'm like, wait a minute, oh, how does that, that work? That would be amazing. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's not quite that good, but trust me, it's a, it's, it's a doozy. Like, it's ma'am, doozy. I think you have me confused with the other guy that was over. All right, all right, look forward Later. to it. See you. All right, bye.